here. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat this morning. Tuesday the 20th of April 2021. Time is already flying. Isn't it funny, eh? Uh, the older we get, the faster time goes. Uh, it seems that way anyway. So welcome everyone. Um, good to have you here. While everyone's jumping on, a few people jumping on now, I'll do the quick intros as the, the Facebook Live warms up and everyone sort of gets themselves sorted. Jason Witten is my name. For those who are coming back, welcome back. Good to see you. People like Alison. Morning, Alison. Great to see you. And James, always here with smiley faces. Thanks for joining again, gang. Uh, for those who might be joining for the first time, uh, welcome for the first time. Hopefully you are awesome and well. Um, like I said before, Jason Witten's my name. Been property investing 20 odd years and coaching property investors over 18 across Australia and New Zealand to build their property portfolios to create some wealth and passive income in the future. And uh, each morning we get together with people like Glenn. Hey Glenn, how are you mate? James Murray, Jimmy, and uh, we hang out, have a bit of a chat about things to do with property investing. And Graham, and uh, a bunch of others. So uh, welcome along, awesome to have you here. If you are coming back or you're joining us for the first time, thank you and uh, great to have you. Hey, this morning I thought I'd talk to you about lazy money. And, and I'm seeing a few things at the moment which are quite interesting when it comes to um, the marketplace. Um, oh, there's Roz, all the way from the Sunshine Coast. Hey, Roz, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Um, and I was going to talk to you about the idea of lazy money. As investors, uh, we need to understand that, uh, you know, money's job, money's job is to go to work. Uh, because if you learn how to put money to work, and that money goes to work for money, you won't have to go to work uh, unless you choose to. Uh, to exchange time for money. For most of us, we understand this. We're on a bit of a, you know, uh, call it Robert Kiyosaki on a rat wheel, um, uh, or we're doing something we love, whatever it is. We exchange time, knowledge, effort for money, and, uh, and we get that money into our world via getting paid, receiving a dividend, receiving a profit, whatever it is, however that money comes in. Um, and, um, and, uh, it's pretty interesting to know that um, for most of us, we're not taught how to work with that money. Money's job is to go to work and create some more money and some more resources. Whether you use that money, those that extra money, to do some cool things like I don't know, you know, save the, you know, save the whales, um, build a house, go on a holiday, whatever it is, uh, resources are very useful to have and. When we have a look at our situation, our personal situation, many times I've sat down with people and seen that the way they've structured themselves or not structured themselves is very inefficient and I would say lazy money. We've got resources, we've got money tied up and it's extremely lazy and we want to put it to work. What do I mean by that? Well, let's dive into a few things that I've had a bit of a look at today. Number one, one of the, uh, one of the big misnomers, I believe, is that people believe 
the money is safe in the bank. Money's safe in the bank, you know, um, and uh, it's an interesting one because if you look at this right here, um, when we have a look at the funding composition of banks in Australia. Now, this might be a little technical, so stick with me on this chat this morning, uh, but I really want to sort of dive into some things. Um, when you have a look at um, where, do, where do the banks get their funding from, their funding from when it comes to uh, comes to lending. So they take money, they have to retain a certain amount of cash, they have to have some cash on the, on the balance sheet and they have to um, show that to be able to lend a certain amount of money. So where do they get their, their funding from? Uh, where do they get their resources from? Uh, and often, if you look here, domestic deposits, um, close enough to, you know, 55, 60% of the bank's ability to fund is, is created by you, the deposit uh, person who puts cash and money and resources in the bank. Um, and you're like, okay, well, you know, the banks take long-term deposits, You've got one-year deposits, five-year, 10-year deposits. But let me ask you a quick question. For you guys sitting there right now, um, yes, it's true, Alison. Um, for you guys sitting there right now, um, what return? If you put money in the bank, if you put money in the bank in a deposit, um, what return would you get on that cash? How much would they pay you? Chuck that in the chat uh, while I answer Alison's question here, and Alison says, hey, isn't it the only, the big four banks that are guaranteed by the government? And that is true, Alison, guaranteed by the government. So it's an interesting one, isn't it? So the big banks, um, the, the government doesn't want the banks to have, you know, any issues, which is fair enough, a, uh, a solid financial funding situation for, for the country and us is pretty important. Um, so, but yeah, they can't guarantee every institution um, as we go. But let's have a look at this. What return, if you put some money in a deposit, what return are you gonna get when it comes to, um, when it comes to getting a return from the banks? And at the moment, uh, if, you are, if you are lucky, if you are lucky, right? If you are lucky, you might get 1%, if you are lucky, right? Morning, Ben, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Thanks for dialing in. If you are lucky, you might get 1%. It's usually under 1% at the moment. And um, yep, there you go. 1.1% if you're lucky. Exactly. Okay. So, um, you know, interesting. We put our money in a deposit. And what was inflation um, when we have a look at? Inflation was 1 to 1.5%. Okay, so let's just do the math here, gang. When we have a look at these couple of numbers, you put your money in the bank for 1%, inflation is 1.5%. What's the mathematical equation? Um, you know, 1% minus 1.5% equals negative 0.05%. So your money, your wealth, your value is going down, right? Going backwards. Your money, your wealth is devaluing. 
And here's the big mind blow for a lot of people. You know, I thought it's safe to keep my money in the bank. You know, I'll just put it in my savings account. You know, money in your savings account, gang. You know, uh, whoever it said here is, you know, round about right, you know, 1% if you're lucky. If you got it in a savings account and you don't have it above a, above a certain amount, well, gang, gang, you're getting zero. They're not even going to pay you anything if you've got five grand in your savings account. You're getting zero percent. For what? For what? For nothing. For, 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 for the right for you to have like a little plastic card to have access to your money. And this is, and, and what happens too, gang, is also um, the same thing happens. You look up here where it says, look, equity. See where it says equity? All right, the same things happens when you have a house and you pay your debts off and you've got in here the difference. Let's say your debt is, you know, 200K and your house is worth 600K. This value, $400,000, right? The bank goes ahead and uses that 400K. They use the 400K. They make money out of it. And that $400,000 is what, what exactly what I call lazy money. All right, okay? Technically, it's not making you any money, that, that 400K. That house that you've got is going up in value, whether you're using that 400K or not. But that cash, those resources right there, are being used by the bank to make multiple billions, multiple billions of dollars every year and you don't get a cent for it. You don't get a cent for it. And this is what I say the challenge for most of us is we have lazy resources, lazy money stuck somewhere, all right? And here's what it looks like nine times out of 10, all right? Most of the time I see people have equity that they're not using, okay? And what we've got to make sure we understand, gang, is if this is your owner-occupier debt, so the debt you've got that is your own personal home loan debt, we do want to pay that debt off, okay? That debt is one which is, which is not tax deductible. It doesn't create an income. It's a debt that does us no favors. If we use parts of equity and we turn that into investment debt, just because we've used the house, our home, as the leverage does not mean that that is uh, owner-occupied debt. That is investment debt. It's tax deductible. It creates an income, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So thinking of that differently. Then we've got cash in an account, okay? Wherever cash is sitting, money is sitting, unless it's sitting uh, in here, in an offset, an offset account, um, and then it's working a little bit better. Let's say your interest rate is 3%, at least you're saving 3% there rather than you know not getting anything. Um, then your cash is lazy as well. Your cash is not doing anything because cash and equity gang can be usually quite easily, quite easily at, at a minimum, times by four, if you've got $100,000, you can times that by four at a minimum and probably a little bit more, but four is very conservative. You can times it by four and go buy a $400,000 house 
or probably even a $600,000 house, depending on how much you can borrow. Um, so, you know, using cash or equity uh, for leverage is pretty important. So gang, um, I wanted to touch in with you guys today. If you've got any resources that are unutilized, your income, your cash, your equity, right? And you're sitting there going, well, okay, um, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get ahead. Well, gang, how you get ahead is use the resources that you have, okay? And it, you have to work on this mental concept that money, cash, sitting in a savings account or a bank account makes the banks wealthy. Gang, listen to me. Your money, if it's not invested in assets and moving and creating wealth and income is making you poor, right? Because psychologically you feel, oh, it's dangerous and or safe. It's dangerous to invest or it's safer to leave it in the bank. We just did the math, gang. We just did the math. Look, look, leaving your money in the bank makes you lose money. Your value goes backwards backwards and all it does is it lets the banks become wealthy and make billions okay now um, for many of us we need to get our heads around that but the moment you do you need to say right that's it if you don't have your money working out there in the marketplace in properties in a share portfolio whatever it is I don't really care the the problem is most of us feel it's safer to keep our money in the bank and that is not true it's an absolute guarantee loss guaranteed loss guaranteed loss of value guaranteed loss of opportunity um, as we as we go into the um, future and the marketplace so anyway there you go hopefully that makes sense got a couple of questions here i'll answer um, uh, andrea hey thanks for the question andrea do I see interest rates going up? Absolutely, they will go up at some point, Andrea. Um, that's life, that's normal, things go up, things go down. Uh, I think a good question, Andrea, maybe um, an iteration on your question is, if interest go up, interest rates go up, you know, will it matter to me, uh, to you? Um, and the answer should be no, okay? It's irrelevant um, if you understand how to structure your finances. Number one, if you're going to borrow to buy an investment, you know you want the, the rent plus any of the tax deductions to cover all of the costs. That is what's called positive cash flow or positive gearing, depending on the type of property you buy. Uh, and um, uh, Andrea, when interest rates go up, um, other things go up as well. And uh, what my experience has been over 20 odd years is when the costs have risen on my property, within a very short period of time, three to nine months, my rents also rise. Rents also rise when it comes to the property that I own. So uh, unless it's a concern for you about your own home, then that's another one where you understand how to you know, have some safety buffers in place. You've got to have some safety buffers. Don't live you know, paycheck to paycheck. Um, safety buffers, and maybe have a pay your home off faster plan if it's your owner-occupied debt. Hopefully that made sense, Andrea. Yes, the interest rates will go up. 
Listen, they won't go up very much, and they're not going to go up in the next two years, um, maybe four. Two to four years, you won't see interest rates go anywhere, anywhere. I, and I'll tell you why, Andrea. Um, let me go back here. Have a look at this. Have a look at this little chart here. And literally since 2008, 2009, gang, this little blue line, <coughs> that little blue line has been wage growth, okay? Wage growth. Australian wages have not grown for over a decade, or well, not grown significantly enough for over a decade. They have declined in growth trajectory. And uh, what won't happen is there won't be aggressive interest rate policies, Andrea, until we have um, until we have some more wage growth. Okay, so that won't happen for two to four years minimum. And the banks are making truckloads of money anyway, um, so don't stress about that one, all right? Hopefully that makes sense. Ben said, is the offset the best place for your cash? Yes, mate, absolutely. The offset is the best place for any spare capital that's sitting there for the moment. Uh, maybe you're getting ready, maybe you're saving. Offset, 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 offset. Unless you've got some other significant debts outside that are holding you back. But Ben, now we're getting down into real sort of strategy chats. So if anyone's listening in, you need a strategy chat with a decent coach who knows what they're doing, uh, give us a shout out, send me a, send me a message in the chat, we can help you out. So yes, Ben, sit it in your offset account for the moment until you find a better place for it, okay? As you go, um, there you go. And then Andrea asks about using equity to buy more assets. Absolutely, Andrea. Your equity is where the majority of your financial, your investment power is. Um, and so make sure you work out how to unlock that, use that equity wisely, and uh, go for it in a safe, strategic manner for you. So that's pretty important. So uh, if you need some help with that, give us a shout out, buddy, um, uh, as we go. So, and Alison was uh, saying here, she's gonna buy some Blue Scope steel shares, yeah. I reckon, I re uh, this is not investing advice when it comes to this, but I'm with you, Alison. I think that's going to, um, I think that's going to be, uh, be something that's uh, keen, keen to be done. So for sure. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm with you. So gang, that's it. Uh, coffee and a chat done. Hopefully that made sense. Just wanted to chat to you guys about lazy money and uh, making sure you're making money if that's what you want to do. Uh, your money has to keep moving and be invested and keep working. Sitting in bank accounts, it goes dusty, it gets old and lazy and uh, devalues. Just remember, money sitting in a savings account is devaluing and you are getting poorer. Get this, you are getting poorer the more cash and more money and more equity you leave with the banks and it's not working for you, okay? There you go. Uh, Satya asked a question, just a quick one. Is self-managed super the way to go for super money uh, investment properties? Hey, listen, um, I know a lot of people, certainly myself, um, are into that concept. That's something you'd need to go and see a financial planner, um, a qualified financial planner, Satya, uh, about and... Uh, Listen, if you, uh, if you need someone, the right person to talk to, give us, a, give us a yell. I've got some great people to introduce you to. Someone who's, who's pro-property, you know, you go to these financial planners, 
who don't even own their own home and then they tell you, oh, property's rubbish, you should, you should buy, you know, managed funds. You know, no shit, Dick Tracy. I could work that out myself, buying a managed fund. Don't need your advice. Find someone who's going to, to work with you, not against you. Anyway, that's my, <laughs> that's my little moment. Uh, anyway, gang, um, thanks for the shout-out, Anita. Uh, I think it's 20 minutes long today, so that was a little bit of a long one. But anyway, thank you, Anita. Uh, and thank you, gang. Um, done and dusted. Coffee and a chat done. Join me tomorrow for another quick coffee chat. Lessons, pontifications, opinions, sometimes rants, whatever it is. Uh, hopefully, it's useful for all of us to continue moving forward, getting the right information to make good decisions as investors. Um, and until tomorrow, which is Wednesday, 8 o'clock, around about, um, I'll see you then. All right, gang, have a good one. Adios.